Hey everyone, my name is Dan, and you're listening to Tech Smash Bros, episode four. Uh, today is another episode with my friend David. We talk about topics like the coronavirus, how it impacted the financial markets,、uh, conspiracy theories,、uh, a little bit about Vegas. We say a lot of things that, while I was、uh, talking, I wasn't sure if they were true. But I think I learned from different sources, so I try to, to the best of my ability, express what I learned.、Uh, but they may not be true, so、uh, don't take everything we say、uh, at face value. So with that disclaimer, and after protecting myself somewhat adequately,、uh, hope you enjoy. Are we now? Yeah. How has it been a crazy week?、Uh, it has been a crazy week. Yeah. When I say crazy, I really mean the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Coronavirus. The coronavirus. Well, the stocks, yes, but the underlying reason for the stocks is the coronavirus. It's a scary thing, man. Because especially, it's such like it's starting to hit home. Like, it's not something that I'm like super duper concerned about. Yeah, I would consider myself like a relatively like healthy individual. Yeah, but I was looking at the death rates for people that contract it. Yeah. Um, if like for people that are within the ages of uh, hold on, let me pull that laptop before you spew out misinformation here. <laughs> yeah, gotta verify the veracity before I talk out of my rear end. <laughs> Uh, yeah, death rate's not that high. Like compared to SARS, it's apparently lower, but the infection rate is higher. The contagion for、rate. some populations is actually considerably high. So,、uh, for eighty-year-olds, it is fourteen point eight percent. Oh, okay. uh, probability of dying if infected with the virus.、Um, for people our age,、uh, between twenty、uh, and thirty-nine, it's a point two percent chance. Point two percent chance. Yeah. That's really low. And then it jumps. So if you're like forty, forty, forty-nine, it's point four percent. And then when you hit fifty to fifty-nine, it's one point three percent. Huge jump in eighty. Well, that makes sense too. Yeah. People just need to stay safe, man. I mean, point two percent is very low.、Um, not to disregard any life or. I mean, I mean every single life is important, but point two percent in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not not as high as I thought. Yeah. What source was that? So that <laughs> we、um, we verify ourselves even further. This was from worldmeters.info. Worldmeters.info. Yeah. yeah, I found it on. Have you been on Hacker News before? No, well, I think I've seen it.、Um, It's pretty good. They got the cool, interesting, like tech articles and stuff. Yeah, sounds like it. Hacker news.、Um, but yeah, it's crazy. The government also said that it's under control. Which government? The <laughs> There are many governments under attack here. The U.S. government. The U.S. government、yeah. said it's under control. I. It seems like it's under control, right? 
Like I've heard ridiculous number of cases of corona outside the U.S., but for the U.S., I haven't heard an alarming number. I think it's because it's it's been a. It's not if it's going to spread within the U.S. It's when it's going to spread. Right, right. Which is also part of the rationale, I guess, from San Francisco to declare a state of emergency. Yeah. Because because I was reading the article, um, the one I was reading on. San Francisco declaring a state of emergency, but they did caveat that, hey, you know, it's not crazy right now, but we're declaring a state of emergency to be prepared um, and then to prevent uh, the spread of corona in San Francisco. But, okay, so here's my thing. If it spreads through the transmission of, like, water droplets, water droplets. all it yeah. takes is for a person to cough on an airplane. Yeah. That's it. Or sneeze yeah, on the airplane yeah, yeah, yeah. that has it. Or maybe a potential carrier. And that's that's the rationale behind the paranoia. Yeah. All it takes is just a one slip up, one tiny molecule, and then boom, you spread to another, and then the exponential increases is there. So that's the reason behind the paranoia. So I don't know, man. I mean... It, it, I think it's, it's... I mean, I don't know governor or mayor, but it does seem prudent to declare that... Um, there's a lot of rage. I have some friends and family in Korea. There's a lot of rage in Korea because what they're telling me is that the government did not take the proper actions to protect Korea from the corona. Really? Like, it, it was it was still taking in um, people from China. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't close that off. Uh, they didn't close that channel off. For example, tourists, students who are studying in Korea from China. So... I know people in, in, in that country, personally, that are a little outraged um, by that. And then there's another news story that's, that was trying to attribute the spread, the huge explosion of the spread of the coronavirus in Korea to a cult, um, to a religious cult. I don't know if you knew what, what it is. So what I learned, and I, I, maybe I need to verify this, but what I was told was there was a cult, um, a religious cult that had a gathering there was one person in that cult that had the coronavirus. And then I hmm. think they may have shared meals because this one person had it. And it's a gathering. There's a lot of touch points in the gathering. Like several hundreds of people got infected from that gathering, from this one person. So like imagine one day from one person to hundreds of people. people. That's a it's huge like a huge that's a huge bump. Yeah, increase. that's a huge multiply right there. Uh, so there is a large outbreak due to that. Um, and then there's a lot of media articles and perhaps the government themselves, some of my friends say the government using that as a scapegoat for their mistakes in not doing what they should do to prevent the coronavirus from spreading. I'm not surprised that that's happening because, I mean, I think that's the same exact issue that we're also kind of seeing here. Because, like, for example, Japan... Just yeah. announced that like schools are going to be shut down yeah. amid fears of like, you know, this, the increase of people that are getting infected by this virus. So like, yeah. if countries are shutting down and like Italy is also quarantined, I think Milan <laughs> oh, yeah. is quarantined. Like if if countries are shutting down centers of like commerce and and um, people movement, I think that's where we need to start like being concerned of like if this spreads, uh-huh. like how impactful it's going to be because like dude the concern's already there <laughs> what are you talking about did you see the stock market yeah it was pretty bad yeah but the thing is is like for example already our there. government 
Yeah. I don't feel that our government is really taking as strong of a stance. So maybe like I have I have that same sentiment that um, these Koreans are experiencing. Uh-huh. Um, to where like I think our government should be doing a little bit more being a little bit more strategic in tackling and being like preventive. With I see. From what I heard, I think the American government is doing a better job than the Korean government. Because we blocked the entry from Korea, I believe. Oh, really? <laughs> well, somebody I know told me <laughs> that, uh, uh, well, we screw it. <laughs> but I was told that, yeah, she can't travel to the States. Really? Yes. Yes. So, there are actions being taken. Okay. Yeah. And then it's more than, than some other governments, I guess. Or I guess I rephrase that. I wish our administration yeah. would stop trivializing it. Like today, for example. Really? Are we trivializing um, it? Yeah, Trump like likening the coronavirus to um, the common flu. Which, granted, you want to wash your hands. You want to you know, be sanitary or protect yourself uh, as much as you can. But... Like, this isn't the common flu. Like, from my understanding, it's, like, 20 times more deadly than the common common flu. Yeah. So it's, like, it's not just as simple as, like, giving people flu shots. Because otherwise, that would have been, like, solved the problem. Yeah. If I can play devil's advocate, though, doing that, though, also assuages, soothes, panic. And panic can be bad as, as well. I don't um, think it's just panic, though. It's, like, it's it's more just, like, being realistic about the situation. Acknowledging that, like... But you have to admit, there's paranoia behind this, too. There's people... I've, um, like, let's say if you meet someone and then they say, hey, I just came back from China. You would, like, freak out a little bit. Yes, and maybe, uh, yeah. that, maybe that risk aversion would be warranted, but without... Considering all the other factors, like when you came back exactly, what region of China, you cannot get a proper assessment of the risk and the danger that you're under. But your 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 gut mind, your animal mind, your animal instincts gonna immediately go shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm scared, right? Yeah, because I don't want to get the coronavirus. Right. So I'm gonna try to protect myself, and that's not because like, like granted, I do realize that like not everybody that's gone to China has contracted it, you know. Like, there's definitely, a, uh, like, the possibility that somebody can travel there, come back, and not be a carrier. Yeah. But I think it's just overall, it's just, like, like to some degree, okay, I, like, I take two steps back. Like, to some degree, yes, I think we should take the same preventative measures as, like, dealing with the flu. Yeah. But also realize that, like, there's people that are, like, dying pretty quickly based off of, like, contracting. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want to die. I, nobody wants to die, man. You know, we, don't, we all want to be alive. Yeah, I mean, I can see merits to both. I was just playing devil's advocate. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, who knows? Yeah, it's. But uh, but we we you and I suffered financially this Quite week, bit, yeah. right? <laughs> I think it was like for me. You had a rough day. Since Friday, I've. Probably had a like a like a forty two percent profit loss on your portfolio. Yeah, it's better than okay. It's worse than mine. I think I had a ten percent loss in my portfolio. Oh really? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean they've been stumbling. Yeah. 
I've just been trying to stop the bleeding because it's just like at this point, like I like I'm not gonna try to think that like I can play the market right now just because <laughs> like all the stuff that I would assume would do well has not really been doing well. Uh-huh. So I've just been like I'm gonna save my my get out of free jail cards for another yeah. day. Well, you can kind of play the market because you know, or the general sentiment is that it's going down. So, but what happens if you work, wake up tomorrow and there's just like a bounce? Yeah, that's and that's, the market that's, corrects. Yeah, that's the <laughs> actually. I think it's, I think well, I just I just opened New York Times right now. New York Times say is says coronavirus drives stocks down to four four sixth day and into correction. So it's not that bumping it up is going to drive into correction. We're yeah. actually going to correction right now. Hmm. Oh, uh, so bringing back bringing the markets market back to you. Like actualized. Yeah, more accurate reflection of, of the stocks, the underlying fundamentals of the stocks. So that's, I think that's where we're heading. I'm no expert, but the New York Times says that that's where it's heading. I'm sure they verified it with other financial analysts. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. interesting. So my, my portfolio is at least 10% on that. But I, but I think it is the general sentiment that it's going down. If you think it's going to go down, then you'd either buy puts, you buy put uh, options. Or you short the stock. Um, so yeah, there are there are uh, courses of actions based on that sentiment that you can take that may be prudent and profitable. I'm just I think for right now, being that I'm a, a very money trader, uh, like <laughs> I'm just not gonna risk it. Like honestly, and like you lost forty percent. So. Yeah, like at this so. point, I think I'm pretty much going to just like wait it out until like we see a little bit more stability in the market and then just like... I think you have to wait like three months. That's what I have to do to wait. That's that's what I'm willing to do. <laughs> I'm just, it's just, I, I mean, I'm still gonna like like watch and pay attention to what's going on, yeah. but I think I'm gonna be a little bit more conservative with yeah. moves because... Did it, you did you do anything when you, after you found out you woke up in the morning and shit, I lost 40%. Honestly, <laughs> so... Did you recover emotionally? Monday... I didn't look at anything and I didn't touch anything. Oh, okay. And then Tuesday, I kind of like was like monitoring and checking to see what was going on. Wednesday, I made some trades. Uh, this morning, I sold some stuff that was like some contracts that were expiring. Okay. And then that was pretty much it. Like, I'm not. Oh. Like, you didn't change your habits a little bit? Like, did you work out more? Did you no, keep drinking? No, 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 no. Like, it's not like. Like, I'm definitely concerned. Like, it definitely sucks. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's not, like, I'm not losing sleep over it, you know, at the end That's of the good. day. Like, I, I don't think it's... But I can definitely see how people would have, like, like back in, like, the Great Depression and stuff like that, like, um, you know, stock market crashes. And, was that, that was a stock market crash. That was a stock market crash then, right? The Great Depression? Yeah. Going to completely reveal my ignorance here. I don't remember. If that's let me, a stock let me Google that. I think that was. Do we have stocks uh, back then? Man, we're idiots. Great Depression. Stock market. Just been typing away. Stock market crash in 1929. We yeah. had stocks back then. Four day collapse. That's what we're seeing right now. Four day? Yeah. Four? A I think four so. day collapse of stock prices that began on October 24th. Ah, man, we were, apparently we're in our sixth day, so it's a little more. But yeah. I'm sure the, to tumble, let's look at the let's look at the magnitude of the crash. 25% drop. Yeah, man. Of the whole market? 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped twenty five percent. Yeah, it's not. It's not. This is not that bad. It's not as bad. Um. Compared to now. Yeah. Can you imagine if you bought a stock back then, nineteen twenty nine, companies that, yeah, had a stock in the market nineteen twenty nine, it still survived till now. Imagine the growth rate of that. Actually, you know, honestly, I heard like, and this is not me like, uh. Like I, I legitimately remember back in like the summer yeah. that people said that there was gonna be like a crash or a recession. Like it was like it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, it's gonna oh, happen. Oh yeah. Yeah, there have been many sources that say, Hey, there's a recession coming you know, in twenty twenty. And I like I didn't put two and two together. Like I like I heard it and I was like, Oh yeah, 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 like maybe this is something that'll happen, like who knows? Yeah. Like nobody will really ever really know. It's just kind of like speculation. Yeah. But I, maybe this is it. Like this is the thing that it's is possible. Like, you know. I I am um, I would go far as to say I don't think a lot of those people that predicted a recession in twenty twenty thought the coronavirus would be the cause for it. Maybe some people were predicting now just on the force of history, like because um, the economy operates in cycles, so we seem to be overdue for a recession based oh, yeah. on the cyclical behavior of the economy. So it might have been just on the force of history that people predicted that there'd be recession in 2020, or yeah. we were long overdue for a recession. But the exact cause for it, I I, I doubt a lot of the majority of the people predicted it really thought the coronavirus would do it. Yeah. Did you know there was a book published 40 years ago that talks that, that predicted the coronavirus in a sense? Really? I mean, let me read no, that. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> book published 40 years ago predicted coronavirus. This is what I'm typing into my Google search. So, and my post. Did a Dean Koontz novel predict coronavirus in 1981? Like he, the, some of the elements in in that book that seem to indicate the coronavirus is that he uh, he specified Wuhan. Oh really? Yeah, in in his book. Hey. They call so here the, an excerpt from the American author's 1981. This is an article from the NY Post. Uh, an excerpt from the American author's 1981 novel, The Eyes of Darkness, is being shared online after he wrote about a virus with an apparently uncanny resemblance to the one experts warned could prove a pandemic. Um, so in, in, in the book, he yeah. says, they call the stuff Wuhan 400 <laughs> because it was developed at their RDNA labs outside the city of Wuhan. Now, I'm not, yeah, we don't know, right? I think I read some articles about the origin of yeah. Corona and the, most of the articles I've read, which is not that many, said that it may, may have come from an animal and then it could have been transmitted from the animal to the human being. So I don't, think I don't so. want to add any credit. I don't want to uh, add cre see. any credence to this, uh, this conspiracy theory that it was created within a lab, a human lab. So just wanted to point that out. But anyway, that book called it Wuhan 400. And then it says, it's sparking even more conspiracy with readers noting how the plot calls the Wuhan virus the perfect weapon to wipe out a city or a country. So that's these are the elements in the book. I you Fascinating. know honestly, and a lot of people might think I'm like crazy for this. I think there's some validity to the idea that like this <laughs> don't this, do it. David. This was incited by human beings. By human beings. Now, David, what what? Oh look, look who's calling. Uh oh, 
We got a uh, we got a guest caller right now. Yeah, I don't know how your audio is gonna be handled. We can't make any promises. Uh, Ty. Ty. Hey, we're we're recording right now. We just dialed you in. Hey, we're recording right now. We just dialed you in. Oh. You're gonna you're gonna have to What's mute. Up? You're gonna have to mute us. Okay. Or something. Okay, I'm here. Or using your phone. But you're muting yourself. Yeah, there was like echo. Or turn on your volume. Can you hear us? Yeah, he can hear us. He can hear us. He knew he can hear us. I mean, that's why he muted it. Why did he mute himself? Because I told him you're gonna have to mute yourself. We're, you're gonna have to mute us. Because I think he heard. You know, oh, okay. Well, I think I think he's just gonna listen to us while we talk. What are we talking about? We got a live audience. But my theory. Is oh yeah, that. you gotta back that up. You can't just say that, man. Yeah, I, I bet you don't have any solid. I don't. I don't. But this is like this is, this is like some ultra like MK Ultra conspiracy theory, theory step type stuff where it's like I honestly think that <laughs> with a no part basis, of a part with no of reasonable me, basis whatsoever. Let me rephrase that. A part of me wants to believe well, you want that to believe. this is China's attempt to take over the world. You want to believe this is China's attempt to take take over the world? Okay. If they can Why crash the world, that? for example, just as like a test uh -huh. to see if they can crash world markets. Like for example, like it's it's known. Let that, alone their own, but the world yeah, markets. Yeah, but well. like, but okay, but here, like, didn't they build like hospitals within the span of like ten days, maybe less? I uh, how many hospitals? Two. Sure, I believe that. Uh, Makeshift hospitals and tents? Sure, I can believe that. The details are important to you, David. The you details can't just are. You can statements and then say, hey, this is this is fire for my conspiracy theory. It t took them 10 days to build a hospital. One hospital? Or one hospital. hospital. <laughs> one hospital. I can believe that. So this is what I'm thinking is that, or a part of me wants to believe that, this is like a test to see if they can actually crash world markets and okay. recover from it. In the right. same way that governments will, like, at times do, like... Um, test on atomic bombs. Test on atomic bombs or, like, test uh, hacking into other, like, countries. Yes, um, but I don't think... Infrastructure these, and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think these tests harm people. Like, you're doing, doing an atomic test bomb in a remote location. You're not going to set that off with, in, in, in a land with lots of people in it. I mean, they have camps of, of, of people that, you know, was it the, uh, like prison camps okay. where there's like millions of people that are there well we're going to dark dark territory here let's step back a little bit i mean we can and i'm not saying that like they're on this mission to like eradicate people what would be the value of china doing that like, taking would, over the world testing that they, they, they can the, take over the, the world. greatest damage of this epidemic is to them right now is it though think about how many I people mean, are in china yeah look at how many people are affected by that pandemic Based off of this article, uh, the how number does, of cases, does, yeah, there's current the this so that those reports that uh, I shared mm -hmm. uh, based on all seventy two thousand cases, seventy two thousand three hundred fourteen cases. Uh, I don't see the motive. I don't see how if that's the motive how this virus helps him realize that motive. Of being able to take over the world? Uh, yeah, because it affects, because you, it, well, I don't, unless you're suggesting that because their population is so large, they can take the hit, 
but the world, the rest of the world is going to take a further hit proportionally because the populations are smaller. And you've already, you, you understand. I'm You're following the, the train I'm connecting the dots for you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even think of this you, beforehand? You already understand. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it to me, this is my whole, this is my uh, conspiracy theory personality. Um, to me, it makes sense that they would at least test this to see. Dude, I had to connect the dots for you. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's, it's possible. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know what's going on in Wuhan. Yeah. Although the articles I've read said, hey, you know, I think SARS was also an animal that was infected with SARS. And then it somehow made its way to a human being. Yeah. And then there's similarities between SARS and corona. coronavirus. Yeah, the coronavirus. I think they even call them like corona. The, like, the word SARS is also in a medical term for the coronavirus, yeah. too. Because I think there's like a batch of these different... Um, illnesses that come from like animals like interactions with these animals and stuff like that yeah and so SARS is in that group but but coronavirus is from mammals specifically are you sure I don't think we trace it back that you can look it up man no I don't think we're entirely certain one article saying bad as a mammal yes I think they they can yeah they don't know for sure they think it's likely it's a mammal but they don't know for sure well okay so likely a mammal but yeah, yeah. Be careful there, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I heard a bat is equipped more. They were saying how a bat's body and their anatomy and the biology might be equipped to be carriers for the coronavirus because like the extra energy that they spend flying in their activity puts them in a good position to repair their DNA pretty fast. Really? So they can carry the coronavirus without it killing them. So they can be carriers for it. Huh. That's something I read. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. But also, think, yeah. Well, think about this. If, let's say, for example, they wanted to decide, they decided to release some uh, disease mm-hmm. or illness into the world. Bats or China? Big Brother China. Big Brother China. Okay. Poly uh, China. <laughs> uh, they, if they wanted to do that, yeah. we already know that they're setting up, like, uh, you know, what's the best way to, to phrase that? Like, we already know, for example, like real estate prices. Yeah. There has been an influx of people from China that come to the U.S. Uh-huh. buying property with cash. Okay. Like it's known that that's happening. Okay. Now, if let's say, for example, these areas that, that they want to invade or take over. Yeah. For lack of a better term, uh, if these areas are affected so much. Uh-huh. Or impacted so heavily. These real estate. There's more companies. opportunities to come in and to buy these these own these areas. For example, Italy. There's already like a huge business relationship between Italy and China. Uh-huh. If you can move into Italy and uh-huh. purchase this real estate, uh-huh. that means that's less of the middleman that you have to deal with to, you know, whether it's like resources, you know, transporting back and forth between countries and things of that nature. Uh-huh. That's just what I'm thinking. I could be wrong, I'm probably wrong, but the conspiracy theorist <laughs> wants to believe that. Like, so, so <laughs> people from China come to the States to buy real estate properties. Yeah. Okay, and then prices in the real estate drop because of the virus. No, they drop, they, they increase. They, they increase, yeah. oh, because they want to now move to the States. Yeah, and they come bearing okay. with cash. And then, and then the Chinese then also come again to the States with, buying these inflated real estate prices 
they, yes they've inflated. No. <laughs> they inflated I mean, the, they're not. They inflated leaving. the cost of their entry to a country they want to take over, and that benefits them. But if they already it have, make the, sense, David. But if they already own these properties, right? Yeah, it's like less of a barrier, to some degree. Oh, so they're not gonna. So, so how are they taking over if they're not increasing? The, so, the for example, they're the using proxies to purchase land. They're using proxies to purchase land. Yeah, like non-Chinese proxies. Yeah. That's just that's one way, I guess. It's also like a very, very again. Uh, I mean, why not just infiltrate it when the prices are low? Like, why do you have to? This have is a way. The right? virus. The virus is a way. Crash markets because we're not going to be buying, right? Our mark, our economies are crashing. So is so is China's. But if they fix their, uh, I think we, I think if the they US, pad their markets. Right. You could apply the hypothetical to every country. That's true. <laughs> doesn't hold, David. Doesn't hold. I don't know. But don't it, was, know. it was a, it was a. I, I was gonna say valiant effort, but it doesn't make sense. So. It's just that's that's the conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy theories inside yeah. you. Yeah. What's the appeal with? Why do people really want to believe in conspiracy theories? They're just interesting. They want. They don't yeah. believe in the fantastic and the abnormal. Is that what it is? Some of them are. Some of them are actually interesting. Like, again. But why? I can see why, to some degree, people would believe certain conspiracy theories. But why? Like, for example, I was doing some research into the flat flat Earth. That's, like, the main one that I've always been interested in. Yeah. So, like, when Columbus was um, sailing around the world doing his discovering thing, yeah. at that time, it's actually uh, a misconception to think that uh, people thought the world was flat. Like, people had, it was established that the world was a globe. Like, scientists at that time had proved that the world was a globe. Wow. L- look it During up. time Columbus, how would you even give me if you're wrong? Um, and so what happened was, is there was a specific individual, um, I want to say it was, like, during the 1800s, that wanted to disprove that, essentially. That it was a globe. That it was actually flat. During... Columbus's time. Columbus's time. Did the world the world believe the world was that well Earth was round? Christopher Columbus. So first, first research results from History.com. Christopher Columbus never set out to prove the Earth was round. Okay. Well, the title of this story makes it sound like they believed it was round, but they didn't quite prove it. Uh, so it may have been a hypothesis, but it wasn't like consensus, maybe. So, but there's an individual, I don't know, his, I can't remember his name, uh, who came up with the, this idea of testing um, the, the whole theory behind um, oh, if I'm standing, let's say, for if we are on a globe, that after about a mile, uh, the you should start to see the curvature of the globe. Uh-huh. And so basically what he did was he went into this canal. I think it was in London. He went into this canal. He had a telescope. He had a boat. Uh-huh. Um, and essentially just, like, used a telescope to see us. Used a telescope, and I think he used some other instruments uh, uh-huh. to measure to see if there would be any curvature of... Uh, the globe, yeah. or of the uh, actually no, it was a boat. So there was a boat at one end, about a mile away, 
yeah. and then he was on a boat. So theoretically, if there was a curvature, he wouldn't be able to see the boat. He wouldn't be able to see parts of the boat. All right. Okay. Because it should be lower if it's further away. Okay. And so basically, he did that experiment and didn't see any curvature. So he thought that the world was flat. And yeah. so he went around like. Wait, he didn't see the boat, so he thought the world was flat? No, he saw the boat. Oh, it, he saw like, the boat. It was the same level. Okay. Nothing changed. I see. So then he went around like sharing these. You said it was a mile of distance ish? Yeah. yeah it's, it's supposed really to be like enough. a mile. And yeah. so, like, a lot of the people that uh, are, like, essentially believe that whole flat earth theory now, um, it's based off of a lot of these, like, mid century, like, dark ages sort of, like. Yeah. Uh, theories that are like very false like another one is like if you go into an airplane um, if we are on a globe the airplane or the pilot would have to tilt the nose of the plane uh-huh. in order to uh, not adjust outward, like to stay within earth and yeah. not like project yourself <laughs> out of earth's orbit yeah and so to prove that what you could do is you could take a uh, a level on a plane yeah and then you open up like the uh, the little table seat or whatever and if you put it on there, it'll stay level the entire time, like relatively level. But like, there's gonna be no dips, in, like increases or decreases of the plane's nose. So that's like another thing that they use to like say that, oh well, like obviously that's it's a flat Earth because like we're not going around a globe. We're not. You're not going around the globe. Wait, it's, it's a flat Earth if you're not. Yeah. So if it's if it if. You put the level on the table on the airplane. Yeah. It should theoretically like, like let's say for example, if you're going to like, they think it should like what like shift around. Yeah, it should shift around as it makes its way around around Earth. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't. These people must not be physicists. <laughs> like these people, well, I'm, I'm no expert, but I feel like gravity must play a role somewhere here. Uh. And then, yeah, just force. But to the naked eye, like, if you if you didn't know any better, like, it makes sense, right? I feel like awareness of your own ignorance is the best buffer for conspiracy theories. Like, just being aware, I'm not a quite an expert in this, so whatever I believe is the rationale for the conspiracy theory is not foolproof. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. But that's, yeah. I, I think that's the thing that fascinates me, is that a lot of these people don't, like, take into consideration, like, these, like, scientific theories that have been like proven yeah ignorance is fascinating yeah they kind of just like <laughs> separate all these things and it's just like well this is this way and it wouldn't be this way if this is the way and it's yeah just, it so, but sometimes it seems like it seems to be like ignorance by choice like they were aware there are these scientific theories that may inform that what they believe in is not right yeah they choose to do that because of the element of the fantastical yeah the abnormal <laughs> it's like um, chemtrails what chemtrails You've never heard of that? No. Uh, a lot of people think that, um, like, the there's certain, like, I'm not sure if it's, like, certain planes yeah. or if it's, like, all planes. Uh, but they believe that, like, certain planes at times will, uh, like, the smoke or the exhaust yeah. uh, is actually, like, chemicals that they're uh-huh. using to, like, Exacerbate global warming? Not necessarily exacerbate global warming, but like release just different things into like our atmosphere to like uh, test, like, you know, 
will this like affect human beings and stuff like that? Interesting. Yeah. Is that a cons- oh will it affect human beings? Okay. Yeah. That like, makes that's a real theory. thing. Or like five G. Have you heard that one? No. A lot Isn't of that our network, like a phone network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Wait, a lot you of- talk about five G, like a phone <laughs> network service. Yes. There's a lot of people that think that like there's this whole conspiracy that five uh, G uh, technology is gonna like uh, kill people. Like, when they start putting up these towers that, like, it's, like, this sort of, like, government conspiracy to, like, mind control people and just, uh-huh. like, do all these things. But, like, all of this is, like, unfounded. Yeah, yeah. And so, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's interesting. Yeah. I feel like there are elements, like, a conspiracy theory needs to have in order to be called a conspiracy theory. Because when you were talking about those chemtrails, I was about to say, that doesn't sound like conspiracy theory. If they're doing that to see if it can protect uh, the ozone layer a little bit more. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds like all rational or reasonable policy action to take to yeah. help protect us. But then the moment you said, oh, to test on human beings, I was like, oh, that sounds like conspiracy <laughs> theory. Like that immediately triggered my switch here. I was like, okay, I identify that as conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's <I> like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I feel like there are elements that a theory needs to have to be considered a conspiracy theory. Like, There's just, like some like level of like, it's not that it's true, but it's like expounded truth or like hyperinflated truth where it's like at its base level, like, yeah, that's maybe something that could potentially happen. Uh-huh. But when you state it this way, like, that's not true. Like, that's well, not factual. The other scenario of a government spewing out fumes and chemicals <laughs> to protect ozone, that was like something that's hypothetical. But I didn't say that like, I could see that as potentially being true. Yeah. But that didn't trigger me to say that's, that's a conspiracy theory. But it's only when you said... Maybe they're doing these, they're releasing these fumes to see if it has any effect on human beings. <laughs> human beings, I was like, right there. That's conspiracy theory. But I don't know why. It was just triggering me. Yeah, that's all the conspiracy theory. I think when it becomes super unbelievable, like really unbelievable, that's what we call it, conspiracy theory. Yeah. When, it, when it's unbelievable in the face of tested evidence, like theories, like gravity. And, yeah. 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 It's a lot of times. Yeah. I feel like we need to say we should talk about one more thing. For we should talk day. about one more thing. For closing it out. <laughs> hey, what, oh, Vegas. We should close with Vegas. Oh yeah. We are Vegas trips. Vegas. I'm curious. I'm I'm we're planning a Vegas trip um, uh, with our coworkers here. I'm excited because this is I've never really hung out with like coworkers before. So oh. this is like a first. Wow. Uh, but also, this is your first time going to Vegas. This is my first time going to Vegas as an as adult, adult. As yeah. an adult. By adult, I mean over the age of 21. When did you Even go over the age time? of 18. Oh, well, I went when I was like 11, maybe. Really? Yeah, uh, 11, maybe. So I didn't even get to see the casinos. Uh, did you go to Circus yeah. Circus? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember what we did. I just remember going around in a tour van. That's how I remember spending my time in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember stepping out of that van a lot. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I feel like that's what I'm actually kind of looking forward to. It's just like... Me going crazy. Not Vegas. not you going crazy, but just like... I remember when I went for the first time. Like So the first time I went when I was 18. Yeah. Uh, and I like I went for work. Uh-huh. And so like I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And because I was 18, and I was only there for, like, two days, so, like, there wasn't really much for me to do. 
Yeah. And then I went again as an adult with some friends. The proper way. The proper way. Uh-huh. And so I'm interested to right. see somebody else go and experience Vegas. And the second time way. that you went was amazing, unforgettable, or forgettable because you <laughs> drunk so much? It's not even from a drinking thing. It's like, it's def- it was definitely memorable. It was like, I remember there was one night. It was like... I think it was the night we went to go see Diplo and we had like we ended up staying out like super late and it was like like I remember just like we walked out of the, the, the hotel that we were like trying to walk through to get to our hotel. Yeah. And it was like I looked up and it was like it was like maybe six AM and like the sun was like just starting to rise and it was just like You like, don't you don't stay that late very frequently? But when I say frequently like once a year maybe? Nah, that's very rare. Really? But yeah. Like, I want to be in bed by, like, 12-1, the latest. The latest? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a night owl, so... Really? Days, like, if you stay the whole night, it won't surprise me that much. Especially if you're going on a trip like Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see myself doing that. Yeah. And it was just, like, you're with people that, like... Especially when you're having a good time. Yeah. And it was just, like, man, like... Ooh. We're all tired as, like, hell. But we had an amazing night. Uh-huh. And like, I don't think I'm ever gonna forget this night. Like, really? this it was that fun. I don't want to. I don't want to raise any bars of like this is what it's gonna be like because yeah. I don't know how you're gonna react to it that way. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like that whole experience where it's just like we all had just like a blast. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, what do people think is like super fun in Vegas, and am I going going to enjoy those things? That's the question. What, the clubbing. Yeah. The, the music, the dancing, the drinking, the gambling. I mean, I'm a guy that goes to play basketball on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, would like to learn coding on the side. I do like bungee jumping. Yeah. Uh, skydiving, those things. So I think none of those things seem to really overlap with the thrills that Vegas offers, the thrills that I seek, what yeah. I sought. I will say that I'm the same way. Like, especially at that time when I went to Vegas, like, I didn't really drink that often. It was, like, yeah. maybe, like, every three to six months I would drink. Yeah. And, like, I was, I'm, like, I would say I'm a pretty active person. Like, I like, like, going out and, like, working out or going on hikes and, like, just, like, being, like, doing things. Yeah. So, like, it was very, still very far different than, like, what I would normally, like, engage in. Yeah. But man, there's just again like there's just something about it where it's just like everybody's having a good time. Like yeah. nothing was it all really guys? matters. Like uh, out? it was guys and girls. Guys and girls. Yeah, so we probably had like it was it was actually one to one ratio. So four one guys, one four ratio. girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ratio speak. Or, uh, can't can't leave that out when you're talking about parties. No, we had five girls, five guys, four girls. Five guys, four girls. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just like, okay, like, A, I don't have to worry about driving anywhere because, like, we're just going to take Uber. Uh-huh. Um, like, there's so much to do. Yeah. Like, y- like, you can't really get bored. The food is good. Like, everybody's there to have a good time. Like, what? Like, there's nothing really to be upset about. All the about. elements are there. To yeah. To a good time. To prepare for a good time. Yeah. It's just. We'll see. You sound hesitant. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm still thinking of the things that you do in Vegas, things that people really like get ecstatic about for Vegas, like I don't get excited for. Yeah. 
I think there's some, honestly, I think there's something for everybody in Vegas, regardless of what people like say. Yeah. Like, I think there's always something that somebody can go there and like have fun doing. Yeah. If it were up to me, yeah, we would go to Amazon. To the Amazon? <laughs> the Amazon. That would survive be fun. and survive the Amazon with a tour guide and just. And just hang out. And yeah, well, hang out, survive, uh, strengthen our brotherhood uh, because we survived this. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. We get discussing together as in, like, we just sweat and just go through mosquitoes, survive. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it would build more camaraderie than gambling together. I think you got to have both, though. Like, <laughs> both. No, I I don't know nowadays. We go to I, casino in the Amazon. We yeah. go to casino in the Amazon. <laughs> I, I feel like you got You kind of have to have a little of both, like just to, because I feel like I've been that guy for most of my life, where like you have to, uh, where uh, like I I find doing hard things very enjoyable. Uh-huh. So like, uh, I will like I remember one time I had a uh, job that like uh, my car was in the shop. Yeah. It's like, how am I going to get to work? Yeah. Um, and then I, I was like an adult. Like, this was outside of college. And uh, I was like, I could either A, Uber, or I could ride my bike. So I rode my bike, like, uh-huh. I want to say like 10 miles. That's a lot. To and from work. Ooh. And, and, but it was fun because it's like the journey, right? Like, you experience the journey. Yeah. It's like, I you did You do this alone. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. I find that kind of stuff uh, yeah. very interesting. But... If I, but to, to really answer the question, like what will build camaraderie more? Yeah. Let me ask you this question. If you had to bet whether uh, a friendship will survive a crisis and you have two sets of friends. Yeah. One set of friends survive the Amazon together. Another set of friends just enjoyed Vegas together. And then if you had to choose which of the friendships you want to rely on to survive, let's say an apocalypse. Yeah. Which friendship would you bet on? Clearly. I don't know if I agree with that. You, you would not bet on that Amazon friendship? No, that honestly. That friendship I, that had to stick together to survive real danger? I don't think I would, honestly. Because, like, and this is coming from, like, experience, like, over the last, I don't know, like, five to ten years. Where I've had those friends that I've had those experiences. Like, we've gone rafting, and, like, I fell out of the raft, and they had to, like, pull me out of the water. And like over the years, that friendship kind of like dissolved. Not out of Vegas trips, that friendship uh, still there. Those those people I went to Vegas with have probably seen me at my lowest. Uh huh. And so like to some degree, I but now you're now you're now you're factoring like the people that go into the quality of people. I guess you could say. Yeah, but if it's the same quality of people, you level you you control for that in these two sets of friends. You're going to rely on the friends that survived Amazon Uh, together. I don't know. To survive the apocalypse together. How do you know one of your friends in the Amazon isn't a compulsive liar? Like Are I said, you, you have to that con- person. You have to control for the personnel there. Like if you have the same set of people, if I guess I don't know. I, I mean, it's honestly, it was a ridiculous example, but yeah, to me, it just seems like, and that's kind of what I like, like strength, true strength in in, in, a, in a relationship. Yeah, and that that sounds more rewarding and meaningful. Whereas Vegas sounds. Like entertaining, but, but it's more shallow. An event can't. That's where I. That's why I say like I don't think it, it matters too much, because like that one event can't encapsulate the like quality of that relationship, right? Like 
yeah, going to like it's not us working here that like and seeing each other every day uh-huh. that quantify or qualifies like the strength of a friendship. It's yeah. like, Sometimes do it's we actually moment. talk? Do we actually like interact with each other? Oh, Can I be like vulnerable? Like those kinds of things. So that's where it's like the friends that in the past that like for me at least that I've been like close with, quote unquote, that I've known since I was like you know in uh-huh. diapers, like uh-huh. those same friendships yeah. have not been to the same caliber of quality as the ones where, you know, we've gone out clubbing (laughs) Uh and they've seen me outside of just clubbing Uh but like they've seen me at my worst yeah like but they've also seen me like yakking my guts out there's definitely some appeal to that that's all that's also like a very similar uh emotional apparatus that happens when if you see let's say your elementary crush elementary school crush like there's appeal to that yeah kind of attracted to that too because she's seen you at your young, vulnerable, undeveloped state too. And there's like, there's intimacy just in that knowledge as well. That sounds like, sounds like you experienced that recently. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't go there. I, no. did not, I did not experience that. Uh, that sounds like you I did. Sounded, no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. But I imagine that that's where the romance of that stems from too. Yeah. I, like I seeing some, knowing someone from a vulnerable, undeveloped, state but still liking that person yeah yeah i would definitely say that okay well well with that shall we close yeah because i got you got you got some eating we gotta go somewhere yeah so but yeah that that was uh i guess that's today's episode 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 four episode four yeah Um, more to come yeah hopefully we get time here again yeah, we gotta get more people on the podcast, but this was fun. So, yeah, till next time, though. Till next time. All right, thanks, everyone. Peace. Bye.